It's another episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We get caught up on all things Arizona Coyotes preseason. Pay attention to what's going on with some Arizona Coyotes prospects. And a new goaltender has made his way to Arizona. All that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available absolutely everywhere you get your podcasts. We got a great show for you guys on today's episode. We are talking some Arizona Coyotes preseason. We took the last week off, kind of needed a little bit of a reset, but that's okay. You know, we're getting caught, we're getting back and caught up now. Uh, Arizona played a few a few preseason games um, against the like already a couple against the Ducks, Carl, including one in Tucson last uh, um, last week, a little over a week ago now. Um, yep. And just a lot of different things have happened over the course of the last week. Yeah, uh, the Coyotes have played four preseason games, like you mentioned, two against the Ducks, one against the Dallas Stars, one against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was able to watch exactly one of them, and it was the Anaheim Ducks feed on their website. Uh, Again, the Coyotes are really dropping the ball in preseason and not showing the games, Uh, which, which, I mean, I guess if there's any year where they have an excuse, it's this year where they're like, in different arena situations, like they don't mm-hmm. have the same level of control, but it's very frustrating to see the Coyotes again not show preseason. Yeah, especially to especially to, but the Tucson game was the only one that had a radio broadcast. Yeah, right. Like Wichita didn't have one. Tulsa didn't have one. Um, no, nothing at all. So like. We couldn't see anything. We had no eyes or ears on what was going on in that game. We only had, like, you know, social media posts, which aren't 100% reliable. Yeah, no, the Coyotes have a tendency to, uh, you know, talk about their goals and not highlight the other teams, which I guess is fine. Like, everyone does social media in a different way. But it's not good for, like, the two of us or, like, anyone trying to keep track of, like, the pace of a game or so much. Uh, I have covered hockey before off of radio broadcasts and it can be done. There are some phenomenal radio broadcasters, but it's extremely difficult if you're not watching the game. There's hockey is like a game of a million tiny plays throughout. And like, you're really not going to know anything without like actually watching the players do stuff. Absolutely. But the game that we did get a chance to see um, was a lot of interesting things in that one. Obviously, that was, we actually got a pretty decent, um, you know, adequate, you know, mediocre video video feed. So, I mean, at least we could see it. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of people talking about what happened in that game, more particularly, you know, when uh, Jan Yannick, a particular physical Arizona Coyotes player, just, you know, destroys uh, Trevor Zegers' injuries for a little bit. But... Uh... 
I, honestly, for that part alone, I'm thankful we didn't have Tyson Nash uh, to do color commentary, uh, just because that was such like a highlight. And I kind of want to move away from the discourse regarding the Coyotes and Zegris, especially that last game. I think we talked about a lot during the season where we're like, I I don't think it was necessarily what it was made out to be with the commentary. But then the second game of preseason that they play against the Ducks, freaking unique Rex uh, Zegris in, in what appeared to be a clean hit. Like there wasn't like too much I would complain about it. Was a necessary hit in preseason? Kind of goes to what you think preseason should be. Uh, But it was a hit. Um, Zegras did not play the rest of the game. The Coyotes did end up losing that game, so it's not like it really helped them too much in the long run. But the the Coyotes and the Ducks have a, a very real rivalry that doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, it's a really, it definitely is an interesting rivalry that, you know, see, seeing that, I think it, that that has um, spurred up ever since there was t- that Taisha Nice comment. Like it, like it was there, but like it, I think it multiplied since then. I mean, I think it's always been kind of under the current uh, because, you know, like the Coyotes and the Ducks are former division rivalries. Um you know, Phoenix doesn't like LA. Anaheim isn't that much like far off. Uh, and, and let's be real, like Arizona doesn't like California in general. So like that rivalry, that state rivalry is going to extend to all teams. Uh, but yeah, like it is renewed blood with Zegris and just like the fact that these two teams are on like seemingly opposite ends of the tank. The Coyotes are still going down. The Ducks are potentially coming up yeah absolutely um what do you think though about the what the fans are saying you know like particularly the, the ducks fans who are just like it's a preseason game you shouldn't be playing this physical and everything um and i'll tell you and i'll, and I'll tell you some of my thoughts call on this i mean like okay yeah to some extent but at the same time some of these players yan unique especially being one of them Wants to prove that they belong on the final roster going into opening day. Yeah. So I, I can definitely appreciate that because I didn't feel like, you know, when Rostislav Klesla's like career was ended in a preseason game, that that sucked. That was yeah. that was horrible. Uh, I believe that was against LA. Um, who was who did that hit? or may have been against Chicago. One of those two teams. Um, so I get it, but you know, you're right. Like players like unique physical players who aren't dirty, like they are looking to prove what they can do. Um, and I, I do also think like, you know, for better or worse, this is what the game of hockey is. It is a physical yeah. game. If we if you want to have that conversation about physicality in hockey and limiting hits and that I am happy to start having that conversation, but I don't want that conversation to be like in preseason game hockey needs to be played this way. In regular season hockey needs to be played this way. And then that conversation on the other end that we don't have where it's like in postseason hockey needs to be played that way. I think that's all 
um, excuse my language. I think that hockey should be played the same, you know, whether you're playing in a preseason or postseason or a regular season game. Exactly. It's like, you know, obviously people say, yeah, when it comes to the playoffs, you put a little bit more, but like, I still think regardless, you should be giving it your all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, part of giving it your all in hockey is like hitting a player and, and doing a legal clean check, which at the end of the day, I don't think anyone is saying that the unique hit was dirty. Uh, I'm going to be real with you. Like, I saw it in the Ducks feed and like it was at the very bottom of the screen and it went fast and they didn't have a great replay system. And I haven't watched it too many times on Twitter. So I haven't like gone frame by frame with the play, but it seems to be like everyone kind of accepts like, yeah, it was a clean hit. The purpose or like the, the place is what people are more concerned about. And I do think that's better than like saying like, Oh, it was a dirty hit. Absolutely. We still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. As the preseason goes through, we got some uh, prospect talk to, talk to get to as well as, uh, well, some uh, ro- just roster news in general. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about our next partner from Simply Safe. Simply Safe. Numbers don't lie. In the last in the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't need to tr- to earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your security is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my home, they protect you with cutting edge secu- security technology powered by 24/7 monitoring agents. Once again, with that 24/7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you at the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real, so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize your perfect system from uh, for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. So let's get back on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlock. We got a lot to get to to catch up Arizona Coyotes preseason talk. Let's get a little bit of roster talk, Carl. So far, I mean, like not a crazy a lot of um, cuts have been made. I mean, there still have been a decent amount, but like less than I feel like less than than like last year. Uh it, it feels like it. They just did a reduction by 16. Uh, the name that really stood out to me, at least, uh, I'm not sure if you saw, Nate Smith getting reassigned to the Tucson Roadrunners. Yeah, it is interesting. A lot of people were talking about him. A lot of people were really hoping Nate Smith would make the final roster and kind of prove prove his worth, especially if they have the way he played at the end of last season. So it's just yeah. like, okay, that is a surprise. And again, you know, it's hard for us to tell because we are not – at the preseason games. Um, yeah. And we're not, uh, you know, we're, we don't have, we have very little um, ability to watch these besides that one that we mentioned. So, but yeah, it is a bit of a surprise on that one um, to see that. 
Yeah, and then uh, Carconi got placed on waivers, sent down, and then I think has already been recalled. Yeah, uh, I think that was mainly a paper transaction, if I'm not mistaken. So essentially, you send you make him clear waivers. That way, he can. Um, that way, within that month time frame, you can kind of move him up and down however you see fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely understand getting the flexibility in there. Um, I'm I'm just kind of curious, especially with Smith, because he is like. I think most people see him as having the higher ceiling than Jack McBain. Like he could be like probably like a line higher than McBain if both their careers go like uh, exactly perfectly. So I get a logic of sending him down now. So he gets like, you know, better minutes with the Tucson Roadrunners that he would necessarily get with the Arizona Coyotes. But McBain is still with the Coyotes. So that to me is going to be kind of like one of the things to watch. Like does McBain also get sent down and there's no issue with sending him down. What's also interesting is some of the recent draft picks have are also, have also survived these first round cuts. Right. Like like Dylan Gunther hasn't get sent, get, get gotten sent down yet. Has he? Uh, I do not believe so. No, um, Gunther. I, I I can understand the Coyotes want to keeping him around. He is definitely a player that I think the Coyotes are going to give the games at the start of the season to. Um, there's less of a concern about him like having a good year, like final year in juniors, which is definitely something that came up when the Coyotes sent down Connor Geeky, like. The people, some people were like, it's early. And I think Craig Morgan was the big voice who was like, hey, yeah, it's early, but you want to make sure that he gets like his preseason in there with his juniors team. Um, and Bear is a former juniors coach. So that makes sense. I can understand him like valuing that relationship, especially for a freshly draft player. Like a player like Dylan Gunther, though, like he is you know, good enough to make the NHL, is probably going to get sent down because of the specific situation for the coyotes but like you don't mm-hmm. need to worry about ruining his season like he's gonna be fine no matter what oh yeah no he will he will absolutely be fine but you you mentioned connor geeky and i want to talk about him because he got sent down back to winnipeg and mm-hmm. what does he do within like two games or whatever he scores a hat trick yes <laughs> three goals for connor geeky uh with the winnipeg ice all capitalized I C E. Uh, that's always fun. Absolutely, and like, and you know, that's a cool thing to see. You know that um, that Coyotes prospects are doing that again. It, you know the fact that 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 uh, Geeky got those that got that hat trick in one game. It's just like, okay, dude. Like, you know, I mean, you you mentioned the Geeky hat trick. You have to mention Logan Cooley two goals. Oh yeah, absolutely. Time. Yeah. yeah, Logan Cooley too. Uh, Logan Cooley in his uh, what? It's first week official official week with the um, you know for games with the uh, University of Minnesota gets two goals and an assist in one game. Yeah, you you really love to see it. Like we we do need like these Coyotes prospects to hit, uh, and especially a player like Cooley who I think like. Potentially is going to just spend one year in the NCAA, maybe two, but but probably just one, which is good for like a third overall pick. 
Um, but you want him to like come out swinging. Like he doesn't necessarily need to prove too much. Like I would rather he like work on the aspects of his game rather than be really flashy. But that's also a false dichotomy. Like he can be flashy and work on parts of his game. Absolutely. Um, and it just shows you the future of the Coyotes, right? And that's the that's the most important part to see what they're like. Obviously, you know these guys aren't going to be playing this year or next year, but two years from now, that's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, something that we talked about a lot last season that I think we're going to talk about a lot this season. Uh, if you're a Coyotes fan, like you are going to like get through the days by watching prospect footage. Like you were going to watch Connor Geeky. You were going to watch Logan Cooley. Like they're Coyotes, like the NHL team, they're going to get blown out like five to one, but you're going to find like three like highlights from juniors and you're like, this sustains me and like it's it's great to see that coming soon because i mean it's preseason preseason doesn't matter the Coyotes have yet to win a preseason game yeah unfortunately that tends to be the case but you know what um as long as you pay attention to the future of the coyotes as long as you pay attention to these prospects as long as you can see that there's hope for the future that gives you a little bit of excitement to talk about and to be like, okay, you know what? You know, it might suck right now, but they're going to get, they're going to be better. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the tank gift that you used last season. Uh, but my favorite tank gift is, is always Bart Simpson in a tank singing. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow, because that just feels like a perfect, like combination of imagery and like, I was going to say audio, but it's a subtitle on there. But just that that stark contract of like, yeah, the tank is there. So you think about tomorrow. Absolutely. And it's the end. Um, it, it's absolutely amazing. I do love that gift too. I know which, exactly what you're talking about. Fantastic gift. Um, it's a great episode too. Watch it. Uh, Bart uh, takes Ritalin for the first time, uh, essentially. But it's 90s, so they don't call it Ritalin. Uh, watch Old Simpsons episodes. Nice. Absolutely. That's a, that is that's pretty funny. Anyways, though, let's get to one last bit of news here from on this podcast before so we can wrap things up. The uh, Coyotes have a new goaltender, Carl. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an interesting one. They picked up uh, Jonas Johansson off the off the waiver wire just uh, over over the uh, the end of last week. Yep. Uh, Johansson has a record of 32 games in the NHL across three teams. He is 26, 9, and 13. Uh, has a career goals against average of 3.42. Career save percentage of 8.83. Not exactly great numbers. Uh, last season, he played two games with the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the decision here was. Cause like, I, is, is he, I, I, he can't possibly be that kind of that backup. Cause like, it's, I mean, he is a waiver pickup. So you're getting him for nothing. Um, and if nothing else, the guys could probably sure up their, you know, goaltending in Tucson too but I agree with you like a lot of what we talked a lot of what we 
have kind of analyzed Vimelka needing is a veteran goaltender who can like be put in there for games on end. And uh, Johansson is just not. he. The most games he has played in a single NHL season is nine with the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I'm sorry. It looks like that was also last season. Uh, so he split it with Florida and Colorado, nine games with Colorado, two with Florida. Like that's not the number that you need for you know, no. a backup for Vimelka. Like there were some wa- there were some goalies placed on waivers what over the weekend who, you know, like so like the, I, I was I was paying attention to the five for howling chat and it was like, hey, why not try <laughs> try your hand on one of these people? Because that yeah. would because there were some that were there, right? I I mean Louis Domingue who. You know, was never a great goaltender, but has played with the Coyotes. Uh, has played like, I think, thirty games in one season. Uh, now, granted, I don't think he had a great exit from the Coyotes organization, uh, so I doubt he would want to be back. And the Coyotes seem to definitely be like, you know, focusing on wanting to be there. But Johansson just seems like an odd pick. Like, I, I honestly feel like. They're going to keep looking like this is not the long-term solution unless, you know, he comes out and starts great. Like the Melka was in the Czech second league and came in there and like became a, you know, good NHL goaltender. So who knows? It's goaling goaltending. No one knows what goaltending is. No, especially for the O's and Coyotes. It's weird. We're in, I feel deja vu call. We're talking, we're talking about the biggest question about goaltending again. Yeah. I mean, like, the Coyotes don't seem to have, like, a long-term goaltending piece uh, other than Prosvitov, I guess. So it makes sense that we would be, like, in this exact same position. And just like before where the Coyotes didn't really get their answer until, what what was it, like, 10 games into the season when they picked up uh, – Scott Wedgwood off of waivers mm-hmm. or yeah. So, so we never yeah. know. There might be, there might, there might be that, you know, that silver lining right there hitting and it's, uh, it, it might hit later in the season, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, or like they could be looking to get someone as part of the chicken deal that is potentially going through, um, and will happen in the early part of the season. Who, who honestly knows? But absolutely, if if nothing else, it says that the Coyotes' goaltending plans are not set in stone because they're picking up new ones like during preseason. Absolutely. Anyways, though, we are running out of time on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Um, unfortunately, we have a um, you know we are pretty short on time for day, t- today, but that's okay. We will try to get you up to date as this week progresses. A lot more Arizona Coyotes preseason news. Um, we're going to get to you as much as we can on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. But that's it for today. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes. On Instagram at Locked On Coyotes. And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlov is at Carl Pavlov F. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. 
Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.